You are listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome, everyone, to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board-certified plastic surgeon. So let's talk about fillers gone wild. I just returned from a meeting in Las Vegas, and it's the uh, really exciting meeting because it has a lot to do with everything that's coming down the pike, and it's multi-specialty in the sense that there's all different specialties that do cosmetic or aesthetic medicine, cosmetic surgery, etc. So you're getting plastic surgeons, you're getting oculoplastic surgeons, you're getting dermatologists, you're getting uh, facial plastic surgeons, and everyone in the room and everyone in the meeting is really talking about how they approach things from their perspective or from their college of um, their specialty. And I wanted to come back from that meeting with an overlying ringing of concern and excitement at the same time. But the one that I really wanted to focus on today was the overwhelming uh, feeling from the meeting, from every specialty, that the fillers have gone wild. Because everyone is seeing it, not just me in my practice and not just people in my area, but everywhere across the globe, we're seeing people that are just getting over-injected with fillers. And when I'm talking about facial fillers, you all know what I mean. It's the Instagrams that you're seeing with people that have lips that just look like inner tubes. It's the people that have cheeks that just look ridiculous. It's just making a face and making a butt and making areas all over the body just look more and more unusual. And if that's the look that you're going for, that's wonderful. But one of the things that I can see just from my daily office hours and talking to patients is the number one concern across the board, not just in my practice now, I'm talking about coming back from this meeting where there are a lot of different specialties representing this field. The number one concern is that when you're going in to get a filler, you're going to look freaky afterwards, or you're going to look different, or you're just going to be so upset because <clears throat> the fillers are going to make you look so much different than you actually are. And that's the overriding concern of everyone that's never had a facial filler before. And one of the, uh, objectives, I guess, of a really good consultation with whomever you're going to, to have injections by, is to really um, alleviate that concern by letting them, by letting you know that you can be in control of how much filler you're going to get. 
you can also be in control of the areas that bother you the most and just put the filler potentially in those areas and then come back at another day to do potentially more. The other really great thing about fillers is that they're instantaneous. Most of the ones that I know you're looking to have are going to be something that's going to change the appearance of your lips for a positive. It's going to make your um, face look more filled out. It's going to make wrinkles and creases that you may have around your mouth look less wrinkled. You're going to look more youthful. And all of those things can be accomplished. And the beauty of it is you can actually see it happening in front of your eyes. So after I finish injecting an area, I usually will give you the mirror and you can let me know, have I hit success for you? Is it exactly what you wanted to have happen? Do you want more? Do you want to make it even fuller than that? Because it is an instant result and you can actually be the captain of the ship. Unfortunately, what I have seen in my practice, and it has been reiterated now that I've returned from this meeting, is that so many of you are coming into the office having to have some of this material that you've had injected elsewhere dissolved. And the good news is that you can dissolve most of these hyaluronic acid fillers. Most of these hyaluronic acid fillers that we're using have an antidote or have a way of eliminating the product. And the hyaluronic acids that get placed in the face or the lips or anywhere around the area that you're concerned with, things like Restylane, Juvederm, those names that you've heard, we have something called hyaluronidase, which is an enzyme that will dissolve the hyaluronic acid. So let me give you a few examples of areas that almost on a weekly basis, I have patients like you coming in because you may have gotten injected on a cruise. And these are not made up situations that I'm talking about. You went on a cruise, somebody on the cruise was doing injectables, you really thought it was going to be a great idea. And now that you've returned, you realize that the filler that they put underneath your eyes has made even more of a baggy, saggy, tired look. As he, it was either placed improperly, number one. Number two, the wrong product was used in that location. Or number three, just too much of it was injected. And I've had patients come in with that exact scenario over the past few weeks. And what I've done is I've used hyaluronic acid to dissolve the filler. Now, on occasion, just a small amount of it needs to be removed so that it just doesn't look overwhelming. And this could be in the lips, this could be in the tear troughs or underneath the eyes, it could be in the cheeks. Uh, And that way, you don't have to just dissolve all of the product, just the overwhelming majority of it that's making things look odd can go away. Another place to use hyaluronic acid is if you've created a situation by getting your lips injected too often 
or have too much product in your lips and now you've gotten some nodules or some hard areas in the lip. And if, if this is you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, you've potentially put product in the lip uh, on a repetitive basis. It may not be um, the way you would like it to feel which would be smooth and just nice and voluptuous and almost more hydrating. But now you find that the lips just look odd. There may be some areas that are hard. There may be nodules. There just may be a swelling in one area that's not in another area. Hopefully, if the filler that was used again was a hyaluronic acid filler, this is going to be one that can be dissolved with some of, the, some of the hyaluronic acid reduction or the hyaluronidase. So again, these fillers are amazing. They do so many wonderful things that frankly, a facelift doesn't really address. So when you come in to see me about your nasolabial folds or your marionette lines or your lips or the wrinkles around your mouth or even the tear troughs, you know, a facelift is not the answer to fix those things. We tend, plastic surgeons, tend to feel like facelifts are more for when you really have an overwhelming amount of skin laxity, facial drooping that goes from, let's say, your jawline down into your neck, and there really aren't a lot of things that we could do to lift those tissues up and make them look tighter and more youthful. That tends to be when we really start talking about doing various kinds of facelifts. But if you're really looking centrally on your face, where the nasolabial folds are or the vertical lip lines around your mouth, you know those types of things can be improved phenomenally well with the right filler placed in the right depth of the injection and done to a reasonable degree so that you don't feel like you look funny, you don't feel like you're going to be embarrassed to see people. And that's really how to make this filler, um, facial filler world, uh, something that you can actually embrace and use it in a way that makes you feel better about yourself. Um, And I guess what I really wanted to make sure that you know, is that just because you can inject a lot of this stuff into your face doesn't mean that that's going to make you potentially look better or more youthful. I think the proper placement of the filler, the proper selection of where it's being placed, and really being able to control how you see yourself before you just let it go run wild I think is really, really important. And as I'm explaining to you, this is not something that is just around my area or in my practice. This is something that we're all talking about globally and trying to figure out a way of using all of these tools for the good and not creating anything that may be looking odd or making people feel funny about themselves. You've been listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and I'll be speaking with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.